0: The moment you start understanding the holiness of the King is the moment you will never walk into a room like this and be like, oh, I guess it's time to worship. Oh, I guess it's time to open up and open the scroll. Do you get it? If you capture just a smidgen of that, you will be forever changed. Well, I want to... I'm going to take up maybe... Maybe 20, maybe 30 more minutes. Is that okay? Yes. And I ask for permission just because it's the nice thing to do. I'm going to do it regardless. <laughs> yes? And you're like, duh. Of course he is. The cool thing is when you're in tune to the Holy Spirit and when, you, when you're sensitive to what he's doing in the room, a guy can come up, preach a message that you already felt burdened to preach. So I'll give you kind of the flyover of what I had in store for you guys tonight. And it's going to kick off. I don't want to call it a series, but I want to call it a couple parts that we're going to go into in the next couple weeks. I don't know how many weeks. I have eight weeks planned, but I don't think I can do eight weeks of a series. (laughs) I just don't know if I can do that. But this, as I was... As I was seeking of what the Lord wanted to highlight to to us, he first highlights things to me before I can ever bring it to you guys. Yes? Mark of a pastor who cares about his people, maybe? Maybe. But I was asking what he wanted to talk about this week, and he highlighted, I'm reading through Luke right now, and he, he keeps on highlighting the, this phrase of, then the people came and fell at his feet. Or then the people came and fell before him. You know, that kind of language of, then that person came and was all of a sudden flat on their face before the king. Yes? Yeah. And that's what he highlighted to me. And, I, and if you follow us on, on Alabaster on Instagram, I posted a little tease, at his feet and this is quote-unquote part one, okay? I'm going to fly through this in the best way that I can, okay? So you with me? Yes? So I believe that this place that's called Alabaster is on the brink of something special. And I don't, I'm not just saying that because I'm a hype beast or anything like that. I believe that we, as a community, who is figuring out who our core is in the room, if I can use this language, We are on the brink of saying, hey, wake up, encounter church. And I'd say it to Pastor Reese's face, I have before, okay? And he's on board. (laughs) He's on this kick for the last two years of falling in love with first love again, falling in love with the Lord again in its purest form. Not in some manufactured, oh, this is the whole hum that I do, and this is what I do, and then, oh, here I am, it's called church. But actually saying, what does it look like for a people to get into a room of a bunch of hungry and thirsty people to be in the same room, wanting the same thing? And that's the Lord. Understanding that he is holy, understanding that he is all and all. If he dies... The world will cease to spin. It'll Everything will stop in its tracks. He's kind of a big deal. He's not just playing games up in heaven waiting for you to get there so he can play chess with you. He's not just practicing ping pong up in heaven waiting for us to get there. He's doing real work. He's doing very, very real work. And I feel like if there is a people who says, I want him more than anything else, we might as well paint a big old circle in this room with a big old H on it so that
1: he can land in the room. And again, I do
0: believe that we are on the brink of something. I don't just say that to stir something up and like, "Ooh, let's let's get hyped." As you know, I'm not a hype guy. You know enough about me, I'm not a hype guy.
1: I want the real, Jesus. I want to
0: invite you into a real heightened awareness of the king in the room. Did you hear me? I want to invite you into a real and heightened awareness of the king that's in the room right now. What if we worshiped like he was sitting on the edge of the stage? Now, that's where the whole altar call thing started. That's where where it all started, with a bunch of people picturing that Jesus was on the edge of the stage, and that's why they would run up here, right? Now, what is it? I'm not going to, I don't know, I'm not going to go there. What if we were attentive to the word of the Lord as if he were in the room? What if? That's the heightened awareness that I wanna talk about. And I believe there's three views or senses all Christians need to familiarize themselves with when it comes to Jesus. Ready? Here's the three. His face, his voice, which flows out of his face. (laughs) Yes? And his feet. You're like, gross. No, beautiful his face, his voice, and his feet. Those are the three areas. Christians need to say, hey, I need to wake up to those three areas. Yes? Why do I believe that? Because, frankly, we're more fixated or we could tell you more about our face, our voice, (laughs) and our needs. Guess what? That all goes away when we start fixating ourselves on him. I know, so simple. That is not revolutionary. But it's so, so simple. If we fix our gaze on him, I guarantee, right? Let me put it this way. When somebody's talking to you, and you're not looking at them, you're looking at somebody else talking, which voice are you gonna be more aware of? The person I'm looking at, yes? Do you get it? (laughs) I know, super simple. Right. So when that next time you're having a discussion with somebody and they're kind of like, oh, wow. All right. Yeah, cool. Oh, great. And they're actually listening to other conversations around them. Yes, I've been guilty of it. Sorry if it's happened to you. But what happens is we're listening to something else. I don't care how much Taylor's talking to me right now. If I'm looking at Benji, I will not hear a word Taylor's saying. We need to fix our eyes on his face his voice, and his feet. I ask myself this one question about once a a quarter so I can just level set with myself, make sure that I'm still, you know, still okay. And here's the question. If Jesus never did anything for me here on earth again for the rest of my life, was that too fast, Morgan? (laughs) (laughs) If Jesus never did anything for me On earth,
1: again, the rest of my life, would I still follow him? I ask myself that four times a year. Just to make sure that I am
0: still seeking him for who he is, not just being the spoiled, rotten kid just waiting to find something and waiting to get something. Say, oh, oh, look at me, I am impoverished, Lord. Nope, I'm not. I'm actually very prosperous because of him. Because I'm fixated on him, not on what he does for me. You see the difference? The only way I can achieve this is by laying at his feet. The only way I can achieve this is by laying at his feet, saying, I want him more than anything else. What is it? What would it signify if Benji Bowling came up and started laying at my feet? What would that signify? That would kind of shake the entire room, one, yes? What else would it signify? That he's submitted to me. He's less than, yes, all of these things, which I know, Benji's eyebrows are back here, right? (laughs) Touching his hairline, but she's young, so it's not that far, but,
1: you know. My, my thing is, is, it, is he still worthy
0: of being followed and trusted if he never does anything for me again? That's a, a question you have to ask and answer for yourself, right? Some of you guys are very needy people. You are. And thank the Lord that he's there for you. Because he will never pull his hand back and say, no, you don't, you don't deserve that, so-and-so, right? But our pursuit needs to be of him and his character, if I can use that language, before I ever pursue him just so that I can get my healing. I need to pursue him as a healer. Before I can ever get my healing, I need to pursue him as a provider, not just only as provision. Yes, he is both, but one's a characteristic, one is an overflow.
1: Yes? I need. How do I say this? I need a people.
0: The Lord needs a people in the room who truly understand how to
1: revere him and how to fear him. uh, And... You guys might not know this
0: because I've held back a little bit because I'm the new guy at Encounter Church. But I'm pretty radical. I don't really put up with a lot. If one of you were to try to open up a bag of chips right now, I'd kick you out. I would lose my ever-bloody mind. Why? We're in the presence of the Lord. And you're going to munch on some lays right now? What? I thought he was bread, and I thought he
1: was satisfaction, but you're thinking of yourself while you're in the presence of the Lord? I need to apologize for you guys, or to you guys, not for you.
0: I need to apologize to you. I have been scared
1: I've been struggling with the fear of man. I have been. Ever since I walked into the door at
0: Encounter Church and then they brought me on staff, I've struggled with fear of man. First time ever in my entire life. Why? Because I, 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 I want to make sure that I'm doing a good job with you guys. Right? So yeah, that's not healthy. That's not good might sound good. She's like, wow, he really cares about us. No, I should care about what the Lord thinks more than what any of you guys think. So I, I have to do right in the sight of the Lord. I have to. I can't play games anymore. I can't. So you're going to see a different side of me in the coming weeks, and it's going to be the true me. And how I'm going to
1: run a room and run a meeting is going to be a lot different than how it's been. Because I've been challenged this week of,
0: how do I say this? I've been challenged this week of, this. the Lord highlighted a compromising spirit in me. And I was serving you more than I was serving the Lord. And I'm done. And if it means that, I'm only here for a couple more weeks. I'm all right with it. (laughs) Okay. At the end of the day, I must do right in the sight of the Lord. Are you with me? At the end of the day, if I'm not just portraying a hunger and a thirst, how would I ever expect you guys to be hungry and thirsty coming into a room like this? Right? So everything's going to another notch. Okay? Why? Because I got to his feet. I got to his feet and I had to. And I know that this is a weird message, but I'll, 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 I'll move on from this topic in a second. Because I know you guys struggle with fear of man too. Don't BS me. I get it. I'm just <laughs> trying to be bold enough to invite you to deal with your crap too. Let's get it on the table and say, I don't care. How silly I sound, how weird I look when I worship and when I preach the word. You shouldn't care what the next, what the person next to you thinks that you sound like, thinks that you look like. I've been in, (laughs) I've been in places where there's people dancing, bouncing off the walls, yelling different worship songs over the other worship song that I'm trying to lead. And yeah, you're like, that's chaos, Lex. And I said, no, that's heaven. That's heaven I'm sorry but I don't think everybody's just gonna be singing the same song in heaven everybody's gonna be singing a very very different song and guess what it's still going to be a beautiful incense to the king because it's going to surround him it's going to engulf him yes I don't care what you look like in the room and you shouldn't care what you look like in the room I want undignified worship in this space. Why? Well, because I believe that that's what the Lord asks. And
1: two, that's what our generation needs. I want to to invite you into this this freedom where you can worship
0: and pray and encounter the Lord without being worried what so-and-so
1: thinks about you. Okay, And no, I'm not inviting chaos. You could call it charismatic chaos. I don't care what you call it.
0: But I'm a charismatic. I'm a flaming charismatic. And I've been, I, I've been hiding. <laughs> and I can't hide anymore. <laughs> I can't. I've been playing the game. And I can't do it anymore. And yeah, it's probably going to piss a lot of people off. I'm sorry. It might piss some of you guys off. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. Because the
1: Lord wants hungry and thirsty people. At his feet. In Hebrews 5:14,
0: it reads, "But solid food is for the mature, for those ha- for these sorry, for those who have their powers and discernment trained by constant practice, practice to distinguish good from evil." Why do I read that? Because I believe we need to be more aware of what's good and what's bad. Yes? Some of you guys need to get off the milk. Some of you guys need to grow up. Some of you guys need to get the pacifier taken away.
1: And I'm sorry, but you do. Why? Because the Lord
0: asks us and invites us into a spiritual maturity to have our our, our powers, it says in this translation, our powers trained. What's that actually mean? Does anybody know? Or is that just cool language? What's that mean? Well, it's actually talking about our five senses that we've been entrusted with, period. Yes? It's actually talking about those five things. What are the five senses? I had to Google them because I forgot yeah sorry smell sight touch taste and hearing Mm -hmm. Yes? yes okay good just make sure google didn't lie to me you understand why i bring this up because when i say that i can taste honey on my lips in the presence of the lord i
1: actually mean that it's not just cute Yeah? It's not just a cliche thing to say. He's training
0: my senses. When I say that, wow, it smells good in here. That's a sense being trained. No, this is not new age. This is not mysticism. It's a sense being trained of saying, I know what the Lord's doing in the room. Yes? The seeing and the hearing
1: all makes easier sense, yes? When we're in the presence of the
0: Lord, all these things have the capacity to encounter the Lord. All five senses have capacity to encounter the Lord. Yes? That's why Isaiah... Spoke of, I saw the Lord. Whoa, that's big language. Yes, I. You saw the smoke. You saw that. You saw a vision. What's all that? Training your senses of what the Lord is doing in the room. Isn't that cool? What an invitation! What an invitation! Yes, Yes. say amen. You guys are crazy. This, uh, how do I get hungry people in the room? That's the thing, right? Is this, this, a heightened awareness to the king that's in the room. Getting people to his feet as fast as possible is a heightened
1: awareness of the king.
0: That's why it was so crazy when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wouldn't bow down. Because they were bowing to something else. The king. Not the little K king, the big K, all caps king. Yes. They wouldn't bow. And then what happened? They got thrown into a fire, didn't even come out smelling like smoke. Why? Because they were in the presence of the Lord. Do you get this? Or is this shaking you a little bit? You're just like, I don't know about this guy now. That's fine. When I fall at somebody's feet,
1: I'm yelling, not my will, but yours, Lord. This is an
0: acknowledgment of kingship and lordship. And yes, those are two different things. Kings die. Lords don't. Yes? Yes? crazy thing is the our god is a king that never dies and the lord of lords. Yes? That is wild. When a king used to die back in the old ages, yes? A new king would come in and they'd implement their practices, correct? That king's whole entire, the, the dead king's whole entire thing pretty much got thrown out the window. They'd honor him every once in a while if he was good. Otherwise, The new king was implementing his way of doing things. Yes? Yes? Hey, come on, Wetwood. What's going on in here? You good? You still with me? Some of you guys are? It's not good. Jesus is the king that never dies and the Lord of Lords. Okay, give me 15 more minutes. Is that okay? You with me? Okay, turn to Luke chapter 5. See if it were this dark always in this room?
1: Oh, I love it. (laughs) I know, it's a little dark now. When you're there, say, Madison. Luke Luke 5.12. Good?
0: Here I go. I'm gonna read all the way to 16, okay? While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy, full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand, Touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him or fell off of him, and he charged him, and he, Jesus, charged him to tell no one, but, as Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing. And Moses commanded, uh, sorry, as Moses commanded for a proof to them. Yes? Verse 15. But now even more, the great report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of all of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Have you heard this story before?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah? Are you numb to this story? <laughs> A little bit? Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, cool. Leprosy. Great. Do you understand what leprosy is? Like, that wasn't just like a stubbed pinky toe. It's like, oh, cool, here's your healed pinky toe, right? Maybe you'd all about that based on your reaction. You're like, wow, he just healed a pinky toe? No. No, this was leprosy, dude. This was leprosy. And again, this story may seem short and almost insignificant. And again, maybe you're even numb to it. But I want to show
1: you the power of what takes place in this story. And I'm a visual person.
0: Is there anybody else who's a visual person in the room? Yeah? When you read scripture, or when at least when I read scripture, it almost like plays on my eyes as a movie. It's just the way it works with me. And I'm very thankful for that. Because <laughs> that's the way I learn. Okay? I'm visual, I, that's why I was never good at school. They give me a textbook and I was just like, what am I? What are you doing? You know? Give me a drill, you know? (laughs) Give me the Bible and have some some crazy persons trust me with a pulpit. I learn on the job. So, for a quick recap, in Matthew's account, he tells us that Jesus came down from a mountain. And then at the end of Luke's account, it tells us that. He went back up to the mountain. Okay? If I forget to talk about this at the end, please remind me. Okay? But I feel like there is a posture that Jesus is taking that we haven't yet invited ourselves into. Okay? But I'm not going to talk about it yet. That was a little dangle. Most important part is the leprous man came running to Jesus and fell down at his feet. Yes? Fell flat on his face. And the man, this man full of a painful, like flesh-eating disease, came to Jesus and says, Lord, if you will. He almost separates this ask into two parts. If you will... Comma, some translations actually
1: have a semicolon. You can make me clean. This is fascinating. And I'll tell you why. I've already
0: done the study, so have fun with me. This man didn't ask for healing. But you're like, oh, it's inferred, Lex, come on. He didn't. He didn't ask for healing, he asked to be made clean. And the interesting thing about this is, he, yeah, he said, you can make me clean. Almost a recognition of, you know, name it, claim it or kind of thing. Yes, if I can go so far to say that. Yes, you can make me clean. The leper, this leper is an outcast, unable to go into synagogue, unable unable to be a part of any kind of religious community. and understands Jesus as Lord before most anybody else in the scriptures. Yes? This is a huge thing. Why? Because the leper would have essential rocks thrown at him so that people would keep them at a distance. Really pleasant way to live. Yes? Just making sure you're still listening. Some of you guys were like, yeah, that sounds great. because you're not listening, listen, okay? (laughs) He heard of just this powerful guy walking through, and I believe, if I can take a a little bit of a liberty here, I believe that once that leprous man got at Jesus' feet, he then understood Jesus' lordship. I believe that when he got at Jesus' feet, He then understood Jesus's lordship. Why?
1: (laughs) I've read enough of the scripture and it makes sense. This man's simple ask was to be culturally clean, not to be healed.
0: Or else the writers would have all captured that. Yes? There's three accounts of this story, and it was all, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean.
1: This is a nod to the Levitical law. Yes?
0: The Levitical law established everything that the lepers could or couldn't do in chapters 13 and 14, if you want to study it on your own time, what they could and couldn't do, where they could go, where they couldn't go. These people were isolated, thrown to the side. Yes. They could not come into any things that we are so welcome to come into. They were the scum of the earth. The only way that they could be welcomed back into any form of community outside of just being surrounded by lepers which we'll talk about in a second, (laughs) was that either they had to be clean
1: or get healed. Yes? So the reason I bring this up
0: is because, oh, sorry, I need to not forget this they would, if they did become better, they would then present themselves to the priest and get his blessing of cleanliness, okay? I forgot that part, yes? That's really important because of this. The reason I bring that up is because Jesus told him in verse 14, go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering of your cleansing as Moses commanded in the the law. This will be proof. Jesus, in this story, is establishing two things. Ready? Ready? Stay with me. I'm almost done, I promise. He's establishing two things. He's establishing that he is the law and that he is the highest priest. He's establishing that he is the law and that he is the highest priest. Jesus is showing himself as, showing himself to this man who's postured properly at his feet. Yes? He's unveiling something to this man There's crowds surrounding, but he's unveiling something to this man, and frankly to us right now, that, hey, I am the law, and I am the highest priest. What's that mean for us today? Oh, it's good news, I'll tell you that. It's really cool news, yes? Yes. The leper called Jesus Lord far before anybody else. This is chapter 5. Yeah, that's early. In
1: Mark's account, it's chapter 1. That's early. The leper saw Jesus for who he was. Sorry.
0: The leper saw Jesus for who he was as Lord first, and then saw the leprosy
1: disappear before his eyes. And the other cool
0: thing about this story is Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him, and then said, I will, semicolon, be clean. I need you to catch this. I will, separation, be clean. Right? Are you with me? Stay with me. This is what I mean. Jesus acknowledges these two things, or acknowledges the leper's two asks, right? If you will, can you make me clean? Jesus affirms those with both of his answers. It is my will. It is my will. And I can make you clean. So cool. It is my will. And I will make you clean. That is a promise that has continued to echo through all of eternity. That's not just for that one dude, because that would suck. And that's not the way Jesus works. It is his will to make us clean. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. Jesus is establishing a new order here on earth by this one moment. He's saying, it is my will and I will make you clean. What I need you to understand is this is far more than a healing message. Healing is cool and all, but what Jesus is establishing is what it looks like to be postured at his feet. You'll understand his will. You hear me? You'll understand his will because I hear way too many of you guys saying, I don't know where the Lord wants me. I'm just so, no get at his feet. You'll understand then. Yes? Oh, you're like, whoa, come on. No, that's the way. I'm sorry. That's the only way. Get at his feet. Come under submission of him. Get possessed by him, if I can use that language.
1: We need to stop screwing around. The other crazy thing is, and I'm almost done. Jesus stretched out his hand
0: to touch someone who is unclean, then to make them clean. This was radical for back then. Think of what was going through everybody's brains at this moment, yes? (laughs) there There was a unified, breathe in, hold your breath, watch what happens, and then, whoa. Yes? why because what they believed is if if someone went up and touched a leprous person boom i have leprosy now that's what they believed yes jesus reached out touched him then said you're clean in that order
1: yes why is that so profound because he did the same thing when he came He did the same thing when he walked on earth.
0: He said, I'm reaching out. Oh, come on. I feel the Lord. I'm reaching out. To then establish something new. Where does that take place? At his feet. You know, Jesus would have been just as much Messiah if he never went to the cross. But you're like, whoa, that messes with my theology, Lex. Yeah, he's Jesus. He's the son of God, no matter what. He just put the cherry on top as as saying, hey, it's a yell to every single person on the planet that he died. He died unclean. He bore our sin, became our sin, became our uncleanly junk so that we could walk in cleansliness. Yes? Yes. Do you understand how crazy this is? I love you all, but I would never do that for you. (laughs) I wouldn't. I'm selfish. There's no way I'm doing that for you. He did. He came down, touched, put his feet on the earth, postured his face at the feet of his father, So that, guess what? Boom, we're welcomed into cleanliness. You get it? Jesus coming down, willing to inject himself into this world, and then saying, I can make you clean. And that's not just cheap talk. He literally says, I can make you clean wow not just on the outside right that's all the leper cared about he just i just want to i want to get to church man (laughs) right that's all he was thinking about i want to get to church right but you're too tired sometimes to get to church so whatever you know we won't talk about that right but (laughs) i'm just joking i love you All all the all the leper cared about what was on outside and Jesus went, boom, I'm blowing up the inside and watch it all flow out. Isn't that beautiful? So here's my invitation. Oh, wait, mountain. Thank you. There's something that happens as Jesus as our example. Not saying that we can be Jesus, but as Jesus being our example. Yes? Are you hearing me properly? As Jesus, as my example If I don't go to the mountain first, then come down, do his work, and then go to the mountain again, I've got no shot. What's the mountain symbolize? What's the mountain symbolize? Come on. (laughs) Intimacy. It symbolizes your prayer closet. It symbolizes you one-on-one with him. This is great. This is corporate, though. There's places I can't take you here. That he can only take you in your closet. You've heard me, I I will preach this until somebody gets it, yes? Okay, so start with the mountain, do his work, get back to the mountain as fast as you can. Are you hearing me? Get back to the mountain as fast as you can. Not, don't take this out of context, not get to mountaintop places. Don't get to mountain highs, yes? Don't be a drug addict, okay? Don't start doing that crap. Remember I preached on that a couple weeks ago. High or dead? Yeah? If you forgot it, go listen to it again. Okay? Don't just be searching for highs. Sustain something in your life. Him. Yes? yes. Start at the mountain. Prayer closet. You'll understand what work you're supposed to do. If you're bored, you're doing something wrong. Once you're done, go back. Run back. I don't care how many crowds flock to you. I don't care how many people want to to flame you up. I don't care how many people want to talk to you. Get back to the closet. I know, I don't get as many amens about that one. But man, if we got that,
1: you'd be like, wow. I am forever changed. Are you hearing me? Jesus came down,
0: touched his feet to an unclean world, and then gave us a ticket to walk in cleanliness. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But where we need to focus and where we need to posture ourselves is like the leper getting to Jesus' feet right when we see him right when we smell him, right when we taste him, right when we feel him, right when it, yes, all of it, right when one of our senses flags up and says, hey, oh, the king just walked in the room. You have that capacity. Yes, you have that capacity to say, I want to refine my discernment, my awareness, how things feel for good and for evil. Yes? Don't you want this? It's his will. And he can make you
1: clean. It's just a matter of how we're postured. Okay? So if you want this, hold your hands out like this
0: as if you're res- as receiving a gift. Remember, I want hungry people in the room. Those are the people I want to run with. Yes? Those are the people you want to run with. And those are the people the Lord will run with. Yes? was the leprous person like, satisfied with the way his life was? No, he was hungry for more. Yes? He wanted to be clean. So Holy Spirit, I'm going to leave space. Pray
1: you would start speaking to your people right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray that we would put our sights on you,
0: that we would focus on you, that you will and you can make us clean. Lord, I pray that we would be a people postured properly before
1: you, fit for a king, fit for a Lord. pray that you would
0: break the church off of us and inject yourself into us. That we wouldn't play anymore. That we would want you more than
1: anything else. And Holy Spirit, that you would see our hunger, that you would honor our hunger, that we would taste you. Pray that you would see our thirst, honor our
0: thirst, and that we would be satisfied with you and you alone.
1: Nothing less. Thank you, King. Isaiah 61, verse, at the end of verse
0: 3, it says uh, that they may be, may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I believe that that's an invitation for every single one of us
1: tonight. That we would be oaks of righteousness planted in him. Lord, I just unleash that reality over every single heart, willing heart. That we'd be people planted at your feet.
0: People whose physical body, our mind, and our heart all come under submission
1: to laying at your feet. I'm just going to leave space. I feel like the Lord's doing
0: something in hearts and I don't want to shut that off. So take your time. If you need to get at the feet of the Lord, go ahead and take that posture. Get to the altar tonight if you need to. Okay? Let's not be afraid.
1: Let's love him rightly.